Hello and welcome to the Health Hacks podcast, the podcast for high-performing professional females looking for practical ways to optimize all areas of their health and wellness. At Health Hacks, we understand that as a busy female, you wear numerous hats throughout your working week. You're trying to juggle it all, while also looking to carve out time to prioritize your own goals. It's challenging. It's therefore our mission to channel your energy into the areas that are going to help give you the biggest bang for your buck, to really make significant changes to your lifestyle in the most efficient way possible. So at the moment, if you feel as though you need more energy, you want to feel more productive to improve the quality of your sleep, to lower stress, to increase confidence, to show up better in both your personal and your professional relationships, this podcast is for you. If it's time you prioritize your health, learn to fuel your body, found time for exercise, and said goodbye to fad diets and inconsistent behaviors for good, this podcast is for you. If it's time for you to step into the shoes of the high performer you know you can be, this is the right podcast for you. Join me and my guests as we take you through the Health Hacks podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing burnout. So unfortunately, an ever more present term, colloquial term now, in the workplace. Jill O'Boyle is with us to discuss the subject of burnout, but she does so through a really a different lens, a different lens than we've ever examined on the podcast. Jill, having worked an incredibly busy and demanding role herself, being a high performer herself, and now coaching driven women, she's very well positioned and well versed on the subject of burnout, but I love the way that she approaches it. She talks a lot about authenticity, about values, but really brings some of these terms which can feel distant to a lot of us, can feel slightly intangible. She brings these into a really practical application, how we can all use this in a way that will actually change the way that we structure our days and reduce overwhelm, ultimately uh, preventing burnouts and and fatigue and, and anxiety, a lot of things I know ladies are dealing with. So I can't wait for you to listen to this episode with Jill. And of course, if you have any questions, if you'd like to reach out to Jill directly, all of her details are in the show notes below. As ever, if you love what we do on the podcast and you have just two minutes of your day, it would mean the absolute world if you could do one of two things. We would sincerely appreciate it. Firstly, either subscribe or follow us on your chosen podcast platform. You're probably listening to me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you do follow us, we'll automatically pop into your podcast inbox every single week. You won't need to search for health hacks ever again. We'll just magically arrive in your inbox and you can catch catch up on the latest episodes. Or if you could share the podcast with someone in your inner circle, it would mean the world. Perhaps you've had a conversation with someone recently, maybe they're looking to make healthy changes to their lifestyle, maybe they've complained that their sleep is way off, maybe they're going through a particularly hectic time and want to improve their stress management, maybe they have a weight loss goal. If you think that they would find the topics that we cover on Health Hacks valuable, please do share it with them. It is our mission to spread our message as far and wide as we possibly can. And the more ears that we can reach, the more people that we can help, the absolute better. If the work that we do here resonates with you and you love the topics that we cover, 
if what we do on the podcast has interested you and maybe you've thought once or twice about the prospect of working with us directly. You can do so at the moment at absolutely no cost. Yep, absolutely free for 14 days. The Lifestyle Project trial is currently running and we'd love to welcome you to the team. As we transition into the last quarter of the year, there is still time to make changes to your health and well-being before the end of 2023. And the Lifestyle Project is here to support you to kickstart those changes, to light that fire in you and help build momentum to your goals in 14 days. If you'd like to find out more about the Lifestyle Project, there are several ways to do so. I'm guessing you're a podcast listener as you're joining me here, and there's a short episode, which I'll link in the show notes, which is dedicated to explaining all about the Lifestyle Project, what it involves, who it's suitable for, how much time it takes, all of the questions that you probably have. And of course, more information is available on our website where there is a dedicated space for the Lifestyle Project where you can read about our client experiences and a similar FAQ frequently asked questions section, which should answer everything that is on your mind. If after that you feel we might be the right fit, the link to the application is in the show notes and on the website, and it will ask you a short series of questions all about yourself, and we'll be in touch soon after to get you going on the very day that you apply. So if you consider yourself an action taker and the Lifestyle Project is, is, is something that you're interested in, take action, get going, find out more and submit your application to us. We can't wait to work with you. And like I say, there's currently a trial of the program and all we're looking to do in those 14 days is to add a ton of value, jumpstart your health journey, help you build momentum. And at the end of the 14 days, all we ask for is your very honest feedback on how you find your time with us. We want this to be the most amazing program we've ever put together. And in order to create that, we need your feedback very, very simply. So like I say, for the time being, there's a trial, you can join us and it's absolutely free for 14 days. Last but not least, this is very exciting, but the podcast now comes to you in partnership with Natural Cycles. If you've been listening to our platform for a while and any of the podcasts dedicated to female health specifically, you'll have heard every single one of our experts discuss the importance of being in tune with your body. And Natural Cycles allows you to do just that, empowering you to understand your body to a greater extent, to make informed decisions and take control of your fertility. Natural Cycles uses your daily basal body temperature and other key data points to pinpoint your fertile and non-fertile days with remarkable accuracy. It's 100% hormone-free, the only FDA-cleared birth control app, and now, very excitingly, linked directly with your Apple devices. So if you have an Apple Watch, it will now link seamlessly. I started using Natural Cycles back in January of this year after a decade of oral contraception use and it has given me such an incredible insight into my own body. I use every single day and I've been so impressed with the ease of use and the accuracy of the algorithm. Whether you're using Natural Cycles as birth control to plan pregnancy, just to get to know your own body or to take notes and navigate through perimenopause and menopause, it is a wonderful tool. And if you'd like 20% off natural cycles and a free thermometer, simply use the link in the show notes below. I think that's more than enough for me, but if you'd like to join the Lifestyle Project or look into natural cycles more, all of the links are below. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. 
Hello and welcome to another episode of the Health Hacks podcast. Today I'm so thrilled to be joined by Jill Boyle. Jill is a high performance coach, speaker, wife, mum and she helps high performing, busy professional women work less, get more done and find freedom the dream combination. She's also the host of the wonderful podcast Rise Up and she joins us today. Jill, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. We're really thrilled to have you on the podcast today and Jill, I wonder before we go into today's topic, if we could just have a little bit of a background uh, to you, what you do and what has led you to do the work that you do with your, with your client base. Yes, I would love to. So, yes, as you had mentioned, um, right now, high performance coach, you know, helping those high achieving professional women Um, and kind of the background. Right. Um, I always say that coaches always have a story that led them to be a coach. uh, Most of us, at least. And so my background was spent um, many of my years were of my career was in project management and event management. And so it was in that career um, that I loved. I used a lot of my natural gifts of um, being super organized, detailed, um, natural gifts of communication, discernment, motivation, motivation, motivating my team to finish those projects. And I loved it. It was like a, a, a career path that I thought, man, this is it. Like I'm using all of my natural gifts in this wheelhouse. Um, but it was through that journey, I was in project management for 11 years, and then prior to that, doing event management, um, where I found myself, although I was naturally gifted at orchestrating successful projects, successful events, in that journey, I slowly started to just start to become less engaged. I slowly started finding myself feeling the weight of all the pressure, the demands, the projects, um, and just always pushing myself, really found myself in a burned out moment of my life. Um, and it was in that journey where I took a lot of self-discovery to figure out why am I feeling so burned out? Why um, do I naturally love what I do and I'm good at it, but why am I feeling this other pull of just feeling exhausted and depleted? And so I did a lot of self-reflection, uh, and I'm a woman of faith, and I just felt like in those moments of that journey, I really heard this really strong voice that said, you know, Jill, it's not about what you are doing. It, it's really who you are, who you are, who you're becoming, who I'm forming you. And I was like, what is, what is, what is, what is that? And so I kind of tapped into that and saying, it's not about who, what I'm doing. It's who I'm becoming. Who are you, Jill? And that's kind of where my path started into, into my coaching is really the self-discovery of I found myself really not being me. I was like, who am I? That's a really good question. And who, who am I becoming and who do I want to be? And so I began to lose, lean into that truth. And it was in that journey when I started to really ask those questions about who am I, Jill? Who are you? That as I started to figure that journey out, I started to find more joy. I started to find more fulfillment. I started to find that freedom that I was looking for. And I started just kind of leaning that truth. And what I had found in that burnout journey, and I always say this to my clients, be cautious about what you're doing. You know, it's, you may love what you do, but if you're feeling yourself burned out, a lot of times you're not tapping into your authenticity. You're, you're not being your true self. And so that's kind of where I found was I wasn't being authentic. 
I was living my life for what other people thought I should do. I was wandering aimlessly. And I think I was feeling burned out because I was striving to make an impact. And I thought, gosh, at the end of the day, what am I really doing to make an impact? And so I wasn't living my life aligned to like the purpose that God had for me. And then lastly, what I found in that self journey was I, I wasn't growing. And I am a person that loves to grow. I love to learn, but I just became stagnant with what I was doing. Like, this is what I do. So this is how I live. I kind of became that, that motto of like, and so what I had found is why I was feeling so grown out was my identity, Caroline, was just so wrapped up in my work. My whole self-worth was tied up into my title and what I was doing, and I wasn't being me. And so long-winded answer, but basically it was a self-discovery journey of why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. And through that, it led me into like, you know, a massive shift in my life, freedom that I was searching for, that I found within. And, and through that journey, I was like, I want to help women find the same freedom. I want women to find the same fulfillment and joy that comes when we do things that are aligned with things that absolutely bring us joy uh, and lift us up. Jill, I think I'm listening to what you're saying and so much of that is is landing with me personally. And I'm sure that'll be the case for a lot of ladies listening to your story. And your work is obviously now to help other guide others along a similar path and, and reach a point that yeah. you that you feel that you have to. How I'm gonna ask the obvious, how on earth do we start finding more fulfillment, more, and you mentioned the word uh, authenticity there. How on earth do we go about finding that? Yes. Great question. And so I think the biggest thing that I realized is so many women, they are, they are burned out because we're living our lives of how we should be. You know, every, you've probably heard that, you know, shooting your life away. We, we, I think sometimes in our society, we do a disservice of like, at least in my own story, it was, you know, you, you go to school, you go to college, you find the job at 18, you're supposed to know exactly what you're doing. And you follow the path of what, you know, in my situation, what I thought I should do. And then at the end of all your work and all these things, you find fulfillment. You get to live that retired life. And now you can live your life at 65 or 70. And so the question that you asked is so true, like, how do you find that now? Right? We want to be fulfilled every part of our day. And how do we get back in touch with um, who we are? And so in my story, I lost myself in, as I grew as a child, I say, I say that I'm a really intuitive person. I have a natural, it's a natural gift of mine, of, of a natural gift of intuition and discernment. And when I was younger, I I lived by that. I would just follow that gut thing. Like, if it felt right for Jill, she did it. And that actually led me really far in life. But I reached a point in my life where I felt like, oh, you know, I was just lucky. Like, I kind of dismissed that natural gift and was like, you know, I need to stop listening to that and just start focusing on what other people think I should do. And so that kind of led me down that path of burnout and and finding myself kind of in that rock bottom moment of my life. But it was finally realizing, okay, back then it wasn't just luck. 
it was, I was living my life true to who I am. And so the things that I had to start doing to get back in touch with that, because when our society rewires our thinking, it's really a mindset shift. And so the things that I had to really start doing was slowing down. I think that's the biggest thing that for most of us to do is to really slow down. So many times I think for me, especially, I was equating being busy with being fulfilled. Like if I'm busy and I'm doing all the things, then that must mean that I'm successful. And if I'm, um, if I'm busy, then that equals success. Or if I'm not busy, that means I'm lazy. Like those were the things that were going on in my mind. And I think I had to rewire my mindset to say, busy is not the same as productive and busy is not the same as successful at all. And so some of the steps to take to get back in touch with me was honestly, I had to slow down. I'm an Enneagram three high achiever strive for perfection and I had to realize about that about myself and do that inner work so number one was creating a morning routine which was super powerful and it was sitting down every morning getting up getting up early before the house was you know awakened and the kids were ready you know crazy it was time for me because what I found was I was so depleted because I was robbing all the things for me you know, I just started rock, taking away all the things that would bring me joy or taking away times to actually just have time with me. And so if you're always busy, you are just going through the motions of life. And so how are you supposed to really discover yourself and find that true fulfillment? And so I had to take a hard look at myself. And so I was in those moments of that morning routine where I created it intentionally, like rolled my clock back 30 minutes before my entire household would get up to have that space to journal, to ask myself, Jill, why are you burned out? You know, those hard questions and lean into that truth that I was talking about before. Like, who are you? Because I had no idea. I remember somebody asked me one time, Jill, what do you love to do for fun? And I just paused and I was like, I don't know. Because all I was doing was getting up focusing on the job, focusing on the career, coming home, putting the kids to bed. And that was it. And I was not making any intentional time for me. And so I would say one thing is to set, make, a, make a space for you to really find time to ask yourself those hard questions. What lights you up? What do you love to do? If you knew you could not fail, what would you do? Like begin to just dream. Because what you're doing is actually you're not really dreaming. Your soul is, is, is waiting for you to ask those questions. And, and what's coming up is things that, that you love to do, things that you would always love to do. If you would have asked yourself when you were nine years old, it would have been the same thing. And that is what I found was I just started to peel back the layers of who am I? What's always been true about me? And that's a great question, too is if you don't know, and maybe journaling isn't your thing, start there. Go ask five people in your life, maybe somebody that you've known your entire life, like a parent, a sister, a brother, and then go ask somebody that you've known within this past year and ask them this question. When you think about me, what comes up? Or what's on the other side of me, right? Like if I walk into a room, what qualities do I bring to a room? Watch what they say 
And what you'll find is somebody that's known you your whole life and somebody that's known you probably within the past year, the same things will come up. And they'll say these words that at first, if you have been so removed from who you are, you'll be like, is that true? Maybe they see confidence in me. They see a leader in me. They see um, somebody who's great with words. They see somebody who, um, you know, is empathetic, you know, all these words that are going to come up and then take those words and really sit on those, marinate with that and say, is this true? And don't let your inner critic get in the way. Really find where in my life have I been confident and find a true statement and start to believe that about yourself. Because the more that you believe it and the more that you, that you own that, you will find that fulfillment. You'll start to find those things and do those things that you love. Mm -hmm. And start adding them into your day bits and bits and bits. Yeah, it's powerful. Jill, I think that what you've just uh, mentioned there at the end there is what ladies will be really, really interested in is I know you work with high performers and you work with ladies who have an A-type personality. They're driven, yeah. their schedules probably like, and I can only imagine how full these Google calendars look. Like I, oh, can, yeah. I can already kind of hear the thought process and I bet you've resistance around this too where ladies will say this also you know it sounds amazing I know the things that light me up how do I bring that into my practically bring it into my day great question so how do you practically bring it into your day so find something right find something that they did so for me it was like I noticed that I wasn't fulfilled like I said before I wasn't fulfilled because I stopped doing the things that I love, right? And they were small things. So one thing, I used to always get up and work out in the morning. And I don't really love to work out, but I always know that I, I had more energy if I did it, and I felt better about myself. But when I was so burned out and work was consuming all my mind, it was the first thing that I took away. And I was like, well, I don't have time to work out. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. We always have enough time. We always have enough time. And we can talk about that in a minute. Um, but if it's important to you, make it a point to do it. And so make it a point to start adding in the things that you know are going to bring you energy. And so what I found was doing the morning routine, right, gave me clarity in the morning. It gave me focus. It helped me to start my day on a better path. Adding the workouts back in helped me to feel better about myself. So when I'm coming into my work that was draining me, I had a sense of more energy. Um, the other thing was like, what are the things that lights me up? Being around water lights me up. Like I love water. I wish we had a boat. It's on my list. Um, but I grew up living, you know, by a lake, always being out on the water. And so it brings me happiness. It brings me joy. And so it's in those moments, like small thing that you can do right now, like say water relates to you. Where in your day, if you're feeling that depletion, especially if you work, you have the luxury of working from home, or if you have an office and you can take a lunch break, like where can you go just to walk around like a pond? Like we have a pond in our neighborhood. So when I feel like that energy shift where I'm just like feeling, uh, like I know getting out in fresh air and just taking a walk around the pond will re-energize me. It will make me feel um in a new light, right? And so just taking that intentional pause to go do the thing, right? Um, if it's date nights, right? Think about times that you 
canceled the date nights, right? Because too many things are going on. We can schedule it back in. Make it a priority to add it to the calendar. I always say if we don't add things to the calendar, we're busy, busy professional women. If you don't, for me, if I don't have it on the calendar, it's not happening. So we have to schedule it in and plan for it and plan those things because otherwise you'll find something else that's going to take that spot. <laughs> uh, you said organization comes quite naturally to you as an individual. It was your background. It's what you've done as your, it was your role. Do you ever have clients who will just say, I'm naturally a little bit chaotic or I just don't, I'm not as organized naturally as, as you seem to be. And I agree with you completely. I'm a big scheduler. I'm a big planner. If it's not got a colored block in the Google calendar, it's not happening. I know that this doesn't come naturally to a lot of women. Do you have any guidance there? Yes. Yes. It's, it's a natural gift for me, right? But most of my clients, it's not. And so that's the first thing that a lot of times we look at. And a lot of times they say, you know, I want to be, I want to be organized. I want to be getting my to-do list done. I want to be productive. I just feel like I'm just busy. And I said, well, yeah, that you probably are. Right. And so let's figure out what the first thing that we do is we look at what are all the things on your list, right, that you have going on? What are the things that you absolutely feel like you have to do, right? What is everything? That's mostly what they say is I just want to be able to get everything done and still love my life and still have time for me. And so the question is, what is everything? What is everything that you're doing, right? That's question one. And so we take a deep dive and we look at that and we say, okay, does that all matter, right? What are the things on your list that you're doing? Are these things that you're naturally gifted at? Are you good at it? What are the areas that's draining you? Um, and what we do is we work on figuring out what is what are the main priorities. And so I always say, I love a great to-do list. I do. Um, and so I'm a big fan of saying, what are the top three priorities? If you look at everything on the list, what are the three things that absolutely have to get done? And so we start with there because really, when you think about it, you have eight hours of your day, okay? And depending on the project and how long things take, so much, so many of us, especially the people that I relate to, we're high achievers. We think we can get it all done. And some of us have a little bit of a control freak, right? And so first thing is when we talk about organization is I really want to think about, I do assessments with my clients too. Um, it's called a working genius. I want to see what actually are you naturally gifted at that you can do in in this job? What are the frustrations that you're not, right? And so first, in, in, in the matter of organization, is we're looking at what aligns with you. And too often, I find that most of my clients are very um, frustrated and burned out because they're working most of their day on those things that are not in the wheelhouse. And so we work through what are things that we can delegate, and then we work through time blocking. The things that are absolutely in your wheelhouse to do, how do we go about time blocking those in? Like you said, I'm a huge advocate of that. Let's put it on the calendar, right? And we just do a couple hours. How long do we think this is going to take? And we and we block it. We shut down all the other social media, emails, so that we can focus on that one project at a time. Um, that's a huge thing of really figuring out in your in your day, what are we organizing? What are we time blocking? Um, and then don't get overwhelmed. If you if you got through one and two, 
And it's at the end of the day, and you have, you know, the third thing that you wanted to get done, it didn't get done, we're human, right? As long as it wasn't a pressing, you know, deadline, we roll that over. So I call it that rolling to-do list. That number three becomes your number one. And that's the first thing we're going to do tomorrow. I'm also a huge advocate of helping clients to just block time to be organized. And so from like four to five, I always say, you know, look at your day. Not everybody's day is the same, you know, time. But, you know, I try because I have young kids, try to be done by five o'clock. So four to five is blocked on my calendar every day as a wind down, prioritize, you know, kind of slowly start shutting down. Take a look. What did I say I was going to get done today that didn't get done? Why is that? You know, and that's, and, and that's a lot of good self uh, discovery is what was I doing when I've time blocked from nine to 11 to do podcast recording? What was I doing instead? Was I over here on social media? You know, really assessing what didn't get done. But then making that to-do list for tomorrow. You know, setting up yourself, really creating that time so that no client can pop on my calendar at 4 o'clock. I can't get just a sudden call at 4 o'clock because it's already blocked. It's that time for me to get organized so that I can set myself up successfully for tomorrow. That's been a huge game changer in just setting times for my clients and helping them to really structure their days and help them get organized. So we call it our end of day reports. And if they're not in place, I know the domino, the knock-on effect that that will have on the next day. Yeah. It's huge, right? So good. It's so good. Yes. Um, One of the topics that comes up a lot in your content, Jill, is burnout. What does burnout mean to you? How would you define it? How does it present itself for your ladies? Yeah, so... When I work with my clients, many of them are coming to me because of that, right? They're saying, I resonate. I am burned out. I'm doing all the things. And I just want to, I just want to find more freedom is the word. And that's the same word that I use. Like, I just want to have more freedom in my life versus always working or, and I always say burnout is not always in your career, right? Because I have clients who absolutely love their job. But there's other things in the personal life, right, that's causing that burnout. And so for me, what it, what I have found in my own story, as well as most of my clients, is the reason why we are burned out is really what I was talking about before. We have we have lived our life with the expectation of what other people have asked us to do, what other people say we should be doing, and we're feeling burned out because we're really not aligned with what we were created to do what our purpose is, right? So we're going through the motions of life, not aligned with what we're truly meant to do. And so I found that in my life, in my life and as I yeah. began to, to, to uh, really dive more into burnout and doing different assessments, there is a part of us where we can do something in our life for quite some time. You know, I would always have said, I'm a party planner by nature. If you have a party to plan, I will do it. I'll get it done. I'm that project manager that loves to cross off a good to-do list. I'm efficient. And all those, although those statements are true, it's in that middle zone. It's not exactly what I was created for. It's not my purpose. It's things that I'm good at, but it's not my purpose. 
And so I've done a lot, you know, just like I was saying before. So what I found is diving into my clients, they have that same feeling. They're burnt out because something's just off. Most of them come and they say, gosh, I just feel like something's off. I don't know what it is, Jill. I can't describe it. I love what I do. Something's just off. And usually what that it means to me is we're not in alignment with what we're called to do. And so through a lot of different assessments that I do with my clients, a lot of, um, I love to do what matters most, core values. And what I found in my own story, the reason why I was so burned out was I was not living in my core values. So core values for somebody listening that's not understanding, maybe you know your core values at work, right? They have the mission statement, they have the core values at the corporate job, but you're like, wait, core values for me? This is a game changer. And so I, I had core values, but I was not living in those core values, right? And then also like what matters most? You know, when I got asked that question all the time, I'd say, my family, my family matters most to me. God matters most to me. But where in my life, where were my actions during that period of time in my life made, what, what was making that statement true? Because if I said family was number one, then why was I at work till eight, nine o'clock at night when I should have been home with my family, right? Or if I say God is number one, Am I spending time in the word? Am I spending time every morning uh, and evening, you know, getting the scripture in, talking to God? I wasn't back then. And so I was so aligned with my priorities, right? So we do a lot of that. We take a, a deep dive into what matters most in your life. And then let's look at that. How does that, how do you, if that matters most, how do you feel though? Where is it on here that you, are you feeling good in your family or is it depleted? Um, so we look at that and then we talk about our core values and core values are that principle. They're that guideline of what is true about you. It's how you make decisions. And so it was in that journey where I started looking at all my core values and growth is a core value to me. I love to be learning and growing. And I was so stagnant in my life right then. I just kind of got, eh, this is what I do. This is what I'll always do. And I, I stopped growing. I stopped being learning, inquisitive. Um, authenticity is a core value of mine. I love being surrounded with authentic, genuine, honest people. I'm very vulnerable and open. But back then, I, I wasn't. I was just, if you said I should do this, I was doing that. So again, totally off from what my core values are. And so when I realized that and I started paying attention to that, so much clarity came, so much more fulfillment came, freedom came, because it makes it so much clearer. It's like, here's my core values. Does this decision align with my values or not? If it's no, then it's a hard no, right? No is a complete sentence. We don't have to worry about people pleasing. We don't have to worry about what the other people say. It's just not aligned. And that provided so much more, you know, freedom, fulfillment, and helped slowly as I began it's not an overnight success but as you slowly start thinking about those things what are my core values what matters to me who am I and you start doing that self-discovery start learning about yourself it, it will slowly help you get off that hamster wheel life 
it will slowly help you start, you know, unsubscribing from that burnout mentality because you're going to start finding it's easier to live your life authentically. It's so much easier when you can be true to who you are. And then through that journey, finding your purpose as well. Jill, I've been doing an awful lot of thinking about this recently and about the topic of burnout. And for me, there's a really close link between burnout and autopilot. So Mm. by that, I mean, when we're getting up and we're doing the same things every single day, and it's almost to the point where we we stop thinking. You know what I mean by that? That autopilot where we're, we're just doing the actions. We're not reacting at all. And yeah. this was flagged up to me. The more new things I brought into my week. So there seemed to be this really close correlation between the more new activities. So they could be tiny things. A walk in a different location. Or it could be something completely different like a... We did a Spartan race recently, which is this obstacle, crazy race that is something that's completely new to me. But what it re- what really struck me after adding all of these new things into my week was that not that they took more energy from me, which your logical brain would tell you, you yeah. add more in, it will take more energy. Actually, what ended up happening was that it, it almost gifted more energy in the form you know when novelty will do that sometimes right and, and something new shaking the boat adding that in it, it gifted more energy A- absolutely absolutely because autopilot what it is doing is yeah you're 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 keeping those same um habits routines you're just kind of going through the motions if you ever find yourself sometimes like you're driving home maybe from work right? And you leave and then you pull into your garage and like, you don't even remember like stopping that stoplight. Like you're just, it's so ingrained in your brain that you just automatically just know the path home and you're just in your head probably thinking about all the things. Yeah. And that's kind of how burnout can feel too, is is you're just going effortlessly, effortlessly, but not because you're feeling burnout, but you're just navigating through life in the same patterns, the same thing. I don't think life is supposed to be like that. And I think what you just said, where you just spur of the moment, take a walk, it heightens that energy. It breaks the pattern. Um, and I always say habits. I forget who, who originally, there's a, a leadership podcast that I listen to. And one of the guys talks a lot about, about habits. And he says, you know, you do what you do by what you think about you. And so a lot of times our habits are formed by just ways that we think about ourselves, What lot, maybe sometimes some lies that we believe about ourselves. Like I was kind of in that lie myself of like, well, this is what I do. This is what I'm good at. I guess this will always be the way it is. And we get to that helpless stage where we're like, it is the way it is. I can't change. And so we, we, we too often people are, spending their life on that autopilot, like you said, I love that word, of just going through the motions thinking this is all there is for me. But there's so much more out there. And when you can take that intentional pause, I think that pause, the power of the pause, because autopilot is you're just going. You know, you're living the life that being busy is successful. Being busy is fulfillment. There's so much power in taking that pause and thinking like, "What? what if I changed it up today? What if I did something that actually brought me joy? 
what if I actually did something that was in alignment to what I, what I would think would be fun today? And just changing it up is so huge. This is all there is for me. It's a really dangerous trap to get into, isn't it? It's it's easy oh. to sit there in that space. Mm-hmm. Do we is the best thing to do pause, you know, 20 minute, half an hour timer and, and do these kind of exercises? Or how how do we pull ourselves out of that? It almost feels like sitting in the mud, doesn't it? Like just accepting that this is where I am now. I don't move from here. Do we need yeah. to be proactive, right? I guess that would be what you would advise. Definitely be proactive and, and, and not to be stuck in the mud, like you said, of thinking this is all there is to me. And I think the biggest thing for me is one thing that has changed, you know, my perspective is thinking about what would, what would I love to do if I knew I couldn't fail? Because I think so many times people get stagnant and stuck, honestly, because there's a sense of fear that holds us back from what we truly want to do. Mm-hmm. And I always say, I love to talk about fear. I can talk about fear all day long. And there is a, there is a actual fear. There's a physical fear, right? If a bear is coming at you, your mind says run, right? But there's also fear that I say tap into it because What's happening is, if you think about that, and you ask yourself that question, what am I going to do if I couldn't fail? There's going to be something, like I said earlier, that's going to, it's going to spike. And it's going to come up, right? As soon as that comes up, your heart says yes, and your brain says, oh, Jill, you're crazy. You think you could do that? And that's, that's a fear because our brains are wired to tell us, you know, to keep us safe, to keep us secure to you know keep us kind of in that comfort zone that's the that's the power of the brain that's its mission but there's freedom and fulfillment if you can actually take one small step towards what that is one small step and that's what really has guided me is to recognize that fear showing up and saying okay what if i would try this today okay i hear you fear but what if i would just do one little step how could that get me to the path that I would love to go? You know, that big vision that I had. What's one small step that could that could bring me there? The other thing that I think too that's super helpful is to ask yourself, would I be okay a year from now, five years from now, being right here where I'm at? Yeah. You know, if you're if you are burned out right now, if you're stuck. Ask yourself that question. What would happen if you did change nothing today? How would that affect yeah. you? How would that affect your friends, your, your your relationships, your household, your job? If nothing changed and you were right here where you are tomorrow, a year from now, five years from now, how would that make you feel? That's a power, powerful question to ask yourself. Because what you'll find is it doesn't necessarily always affect you. It does. But there's a lot of other people involved in your surrounding life where they would love for you to take that one small step to, to, to release the helplessness. This mm-hmm. is all there is for me. They're cheering you on. Yeah. And so ask yourself that question. When I speak to my clients about burnout, they often are only able to stop when their bodies force them to stop. 
So they'll keep going and going and going and going until their body, for want of a better phrase, either body or mind, shuts down. And they're forced to take time off work or they're forced to step away. How important do you feel looking after our physical and our mental well-being is and how and you've mentioned exercise in the morning how or what focus do you put on health with the ladies that you work with and what it can do to help avoid that burnout yeah it's it's absolutely it's absolutely huge and it's one of my requirements with my with my women is to find space and time to just be still and that is so hard for women that are high achievers and that are busy all the time they're like I don't have time and I I love a morning routine I think there are many health benefits to creating that space but I know I recognize that not everybody is a morning person but I'm like just try it but if not the morning just find time that works for you to take the pause right take the walk Take the just sitting in silence. And, it, and believe me, it, it is so hard because our world is conditioned. Us, there's just so much noise, right? And so it's a practice. It's something that you have to, to practice. Um, but moving your body, like you said, is another form of just, it is, there's so much science that backs this up, but just moving your body, right? Getting those energy levels, those cortisol levels, like is fundamental in clearing space for your mind as well. Um, I have some of my best downloads, my best clarity when I'm doing a workout, you know, or if I go outside for a run and I just turn, sometimes it's, I'm very much, I love music. I love podcasts. I love all those things, but that's noise too, right? Even if it is worship music, or even if it is a self-help, you know, podcast, it's still noise. And so sometimes I have to be very intentional to say, I'm going to go yeah. for a walk and I'm just going to, listen to nothing you know the the world just to to clearly you know hear you know clearly and to process things um so health is a huge thing um so moving your body practicing stillness um i think diet too i can tell when i eat certain types of food that are not so good for us it's it's you're sluggish, you're tired more. Um, when I was in my darkest moments of despair, you talked about sometimes your women will find themselves when they've reached that point, right? The, the breakdown moment. And I was there too. It was when I found myself all the things that were going on that I didn't want to sit with. I didn't, nobody wants to sit with their emotions or really look in and inward at what's going on is we use things to mask that. And for me, that was wine. You know, after a long day, I was like, I just need to just sit down and have a glass of wine. Well, that's noise. That's just, that's just clouding, you know, all your, your natural, your natural thinking process. It's just pushing it down. And what I found was I just kept stuffing my stuff with other stuff. And not really finding the clarity that I was looking for. I was just wanting to just, let's just keep pushing that down. And then what happens, as you said, is you're going to find yourself one day, all that filling yourself with, you know, unhealthy eating, maybe drinking, um, 
staying at work late because the work is also a distraction, right? So I would just be like, well, I'm good at my work. So that's making me feel good. You know, that's, that's kind of like the lies that we tell ourselves. Like, so I'm just going to work late because I'm really good at it. And so I'll just work late till 9, 10, or I'm going to hop back on the computer at 9 o'clock to check one email. And you know that that goes to midnight. And so sleep is like another big, powerful when we talk about productivity, when we talk about, you know, getting out of the burnout mentality, and so many times people are burnt out because you're up working till midnight, then your alarm clock goes off at 6 a.m. And I'm a huge advocate that rest is productive. We need time. That's why I say the four to five start to slow down to, product, to prioritize your day for the next day. And then by eight o'clock, I mean, the cellular phones, the social media should be going off. The limiting your screen time and I'm a huge I mean I'm a um let's go to bed as soon as the kids are in bed it's like 9 30 for me but no like before 10 o'clock you should be you should be in bed because you will find rejuvenation in the morning you will be more productive so that's the other thing it's just slowly trying to eliminate all the feeds and all the noise that's wanting your attention to just take that time to truly rest powerful yeah Jill I agree with everything that you say as someone who is a is a bed as you know as soon as nine o'clock hits it's you know all screens are away no technology in the bedroom I'm a big book reader like it is it's just my my time but the word that I'm going to take away from this episode I think more than any other and the theme is bringing more stillness into the day, whenever that may be. But I've done all of the things that you've described, the almost masking it by consuming more podcasts, more training, more noise. I've found the fulfillment in ticking off everything on the to-do list, you know, even if it kills me, I've been that person. Mm -hmm. And I think it's being brave enough to be still it's being brave enough to stop. It's being brave enough not to be reactive to every single message in your inbox. Like, does that really have to be dealt with right now? Does that really need to take away another hour of your day? When you talk about productivity, I think it's finding, it's almost stripping it back, but then focusing on the impactful things in your, in your day, isn't it? rather Mm -hmm. than adding and adding and adding it's like how can we strip everything back and only do the things that are really going to move the needle in the right direction oh a hundred percent a hundred percent I mean even as an entrepreneur myself you know especially as a small business owner you know I have to I have to reevaluate that a lot in my own work now right I left that corporate job where I was doing all the things and in my corporate job I have to think the same thing what's going to move What's going to move the needle forward now, right? Because doing, because as a as a solo entrepreneur, you know, you got marketing, and then you're supposed to be networking, and then I'm supposed to be podcasting, and then I'm supposed to be doing my one to one coaching clients, and then I'm supposed to come up with a program to do my group coaching, and like all the things, right? And so I, well, I'm human, right? And so I coach this, but sometimes I have to take that own advice to myself and say, okay, Joe, hold on, hold on. What is the next best thing for you right now? That's a great question. It's a good pause moment to say. And sometimes, you know what? 
sometimes I ask myself that and I say, you know what the next best thing right now is to get up and go for a walk. Yep, I have a lot on my to-do list, but I know how my brain works. And when I come back from that walk, there's going to be clarity. There's going to be more like, oh, I was stuck on this. Now it makes so much more sense. Like just in that 10-minute getting outside, getting some fresh air. You know what I mean? It's crazy, but it's 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 somebody listening right now is like, I don't believe it. Don't knock it till you try it. Just just give it a try. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Jill, I want to say a huge thank you for your time today and your insights, your energy. And I really love the holistic way that you approach your message. It's really done through the lens of someone who is so in tune and so realistic with the demands that are on professional women. And I think we have to watch sometimes, I'm very conscious of it from a health perspective that we that we don't get too preachy or that I don't, you know, it's always having that empathy and compassion and understanding of where everyone is and the demands, the realistic demands that are placed on people. And I think your message is one that will work for everyone. And it's things mm-hmm. that we uh, we should implement. And I hope that everyone will go away and spend however long it needs to be, 5, 10, 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour, doing a little bit more of the deep work and, and stripping it back. Because as you said, there is so much to gain from creating more authenticity and having a truer understanding ultimately of who yeah. we are and what we're here to do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And um, I'm so, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to, to share it. And I, I tell this to my clients a lot. You know, a lot of times people want to come. They want to help me get rid of burnout, Jill. Give me your tools. Give me your, you know, the organization tips, the productivity hacks, all those things, right? And I say, I, of course, can give you all the tools. I'll help you do it with all the resources. But we don't start there. Because I could give you all the tools, all the resources, all the things that I do, right? Again, I do, you know, for organization. But if you don't fix the inner, there's there's stuff going on. And I'm talking about stuff way back. We do inner child work that you have been carrying around. And some of the things that you're having, why you're facing burnout is stuff you're holding on to from back when you were nine, 10 years old that we haven't let go yet. And so there's a lot of things that we do the things we do by what happens to us, mm-hmm. not intentionally by, you know, family or friends, it's just things that happen. So a lot of the work is really a lot. The front part of my coaching is really a lot of inner work to figure out. Let's get, you know, my, my one client, she's like, I love you, Jill, because it's almost like, it's like cleaning out the closet. Like, we all want to clean out that closet, you know, like sweatshirts are hanging down and shoes are everywhere, right? And we just keep pushing it off. We're like, oh, I'll wait till that one shower today that I have free to finally clean that closet, right? And we finally make the day to clean the closet and we get it all in, right? And what happens? We're like, oh, it's gorgeous. Oh my gosh, I can finally find my stuff. It's clean. It's and she's like, I feel like that's what you did. Like you went in deep and you cleaned out my inner closet of stuff I didn't even realize I had, right? How many of us have those jeans that we think we're going to fit into still shoved back in there? So it's stuff that we are carrying with us that you don't even know you have. And so yeah. we bring it to the forefront. 
we talk about it. We get it out. We get all the junk because I'm human. I've made mistakes. I've stuff, and I'm very, my coaching is very authentic and vulnerable because let's be real, we're, we're human. And so we give you, I give you that space to just clean that closet out. And that is where the true freedom comes from. You can really talk to somebody in a safe space. And so we do the inner work first. And then once we get to that, then we talk about all the cool tools and productivity habits and things that you can start integrating in your life that works for you. I have to be clear, like I am all about authenticity. So what we figure out what works for you in the way that you're going to manage your day and how you're going to be, you know, the steps that you're going to take to get more aligned with living a life in fulfillment and, and joy that's authentic to you, that's really in your calling, what your purpose is. Um, so yeah, you got to do the hard stuff first, but we get to the tools and all the other stuff as we go. Jill, I love it. If anyone wants to find out more about you, where is the best place to to find you? Yeah, so um, of course my website, great spot. It's just uh, jillaboyle.com. Um, you can find all my information there. And then um, on Instagram, it's jeoboyle. We're going to link all of your details in the show notes of this episode, but I want to say a huge thank you for joining us and we'll touch base very soon. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining me on the Health Hacks podcast. As ever, I do appreciate your time and attention. As I know there are so many podcast platforms that you will be following and that you love. So the fact that you choose to spend your time with us is fantastic. And I hope you get a lot of value from the conversations that we have. If you'd like to find out more about the work we do with our client base, there is currently a 14-day trial of the Lifestyle Project taking place, and we'd love to welcome you. In those 14 days, our aim is to add a ton of value to jumpstart your health journey, help you build that momentum, and at the end of the 14 days, all we want is your very honest feedback on how you found your time with us. We want this to be the most amazing program that we have ever put together. So for the time being, there is a trial, and you can join us absolutely free for 14 days. All of the details are linked in the show notes. Jump onto the website. There are details of the program, more about our client experiences and a frequently asked questions section, which will cover any queries that you might have about the program, what it involves, who it's suitable for, how much time it requires, how it works, etc. It's all there. Last but not least, we the podcast now comes to you in partnership with Natural Cycles. Natural Cycles is the only FDA cleared birth control app. And if you'd like 20% off Natural Cycles and a free thermometer, simply use the link in the show notes to receive that discount. Thank you so much for joining me on Health Hacks and we'll see you next week.